Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I have had the privilege of meeting a number of individuals that have shared fascinating stories from their experiences in the pre-COVID, COVID, and now in the expanded COVID period. Out of 220 podcasts to date, many of my guests have highlighted their commitment to help a variety of charitable and social impact agencies. Examples of two such organizations that have recently stood out to me include, first, the In From The Cold charity that Abir and Aya Al-Qadri from A to Z Liquidation support. They were my guests on episode 220. Second, the Brown Bagging for Calgary's Kids is just one charity that Matthew Andrade and his family business, Gentleman Rogue, are supporting. Matthew was my guest on episode 200. Take the time to consider donating to either one or both of these organizations. Brown Bagging for Calgary Kids can be found at bbck4.org and In From The Cold has a unique website, onesmallgift.ca. Once again, thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. Have a great day and stay safe. Hey, Alan. Good morning, Chris, and welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. And you know, I have to, this is the first episode for 2000. Okay. Well, I'm, and... I'm honored that, uh, that I can help kick things off. Well, we had six days, you know, six days before, and just I couldn't get anybody else before you, Chris. I really tried. <laughs> I think this is a year where everyone maybe just, you know, had some well-deserved and, and needed some downtime. So. Well, I think that you're right. I mean, it was a big year. 2020 was a big year. So, but this is episode number 224, and I, I'm glad that we're on today, Chris, because, you know, you, you, you've, you've already been on a podcast or something more similar yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, I was fortunate enough to be invited to, to talk to Jade Albert, his show, Telling It Like It Is. So, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm making the media rounds. It's cool. Well, that's good. You've got a, so you got a good start to 2021. So let's, Chris, uh, let's get right into it. Chris Doble, do I pronounce your, correct, your last name correctly? Yeah, yeah, you got it, Doble. So your, your company, uh, look, you introduced Venture VMSA. I'll let, you, I'll let you, that's a handful or mouthful, but I'll let you get started. Tell us a little bit about uh, who you work with. Sure, yeah. So I am, uh, yeah, Chris Doble. I'm the program manager of a program in Alberta called the Venture Mentoring Service of Alberta. So we're, I mean, quite simply, we're an entrepreneur mentorship program. So we work with founders of scaling companies uh, by surrounding them with a team of business mentors who work with them kind of on an ongoing basis, providing uh, coaching and guidance and mentorship as they scale their companies. So, um, yeah, really cool program, you know, get to work with a lot of, you know, really interesting uh, businesses, sure. cool entrepreneurs that are building cool companies. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the mentors in our program are all, you know, seasoned business leaders in the community that, that either come from entrepreneurial backgrounds themselves or, or uh, maybe come from more traditional industries, but at sort of that senior leadership level. And, you know, sure. these are all awesome people that are looking to give back and, and want to help sort of build that next wave of, of business leader. I, lo- I love how you say that the seasoned, you know, the seasoned entrepreneurs, do they, do they, they come around with a little salt and pepper and, and a little spice, all spice. But no, I love that because you've just literally, the ecosystem is pretty robust. And as you know, for this is being episode 200 plus, I've met a lot of startups, a lot of entrepreneurs. So I love you're in a, for me, it's a great space to be in. So 
what got you started there? Because it seems like you've they've been around for a while. But let's first of all, what got them started, and when did you get started? The chicken and an egg thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it is a chicken and egg. So okay, well, let, let maybe we'll start with myself. So I kind of fell into this by chance, actually. So um, yeah, I'm with you. Like the the innovation space is is really cool, and there's so much going on. I think it's a really exciting time to be in the space in Alberta. Yeah. Um, I kind of. Like I said, I kind of fell into it. So, you know, my, I'm from Calgary originally. I was born and raised here. I spent a lot of time out east. I went to school in eastern, uh, or, you know, Ontario. <laughs> um, my background's really all in the music industry. So I kind of came up um, in a variety of roles in the music industry. I worked in artist marketing and publicity. I worked in audio post-production. I started up a, a mastering studio. So my background was all in audio. Yeah. Um, eventually, I made my way back to Alberta and then... Um, followed my wife up to Edmonton. Um, Edmonton has a fantastic arts community, um, right. but a little bit trickier to find work on sort of the, the industry side. And that's really where I've always been was on the music industry side. So kind of one thing led to another, to make a long story short, I ended up at the University of Alberta uh, and the University of Alberta through their alumni relations department has a venture mentoring service program. So yeah, I so ended up- It's called get, Threshold Impact. Is that what that is? Yeah, so Threshold Impact, Ray Muzika started up um, the program. He's the, you know, sort of the, the title sponsor of that program um, and sort of the founding um, mentor uh, of the VMS program in Edmonton. And, and maybe that's where I can shift gears a little bit. Sure. So, so the VMS itself, the, the program actually comes from MIT. So the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, they started up this framework for a mentorship program about 20 years ago, they developed this, you know, fantastic model for a way of supporting innovation coming out of MIT. Yeah. Um, and then they licensed this mentorship program. So, so there's about a hundred of these VMS programs around the world. Um, there's one in Calgary uh, and then one in Edmonton. So I ended up in the Edmonton program, spent about two and a half years uh, there and, and kind of just got hooked, like really got into you know, the love of working with entrepreneurs, working in the innovation community and with entrepreneurship and, um, and getting kind of into that scene. So I was fortunate enough to get to work in that program for uh, about two and a half years. And then my wife and I were going to move back to Calgary and a, a position opened up um, managing the program down here. So it was a really nice transition to get to come back to Calgary, um, sure. kind of take what I had learned in the VMS program in Edmonton and, and um, kind of add it add that experience to, you know, the, the awesome program that had already been built down in Calgary. Okay. So th there's a lot to unpack and I'm going to try very hard, but I want to, I want to go back to the, the MIT thing. So is it, is it like a template of here you do, if you want to run what we have, you know, here you go, you license this out. Do they send you information weekly? I mean, maybe let's unpack the MIT thing. Cause I like that. Name. Yeah. 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 So yeah, MIT, that's exactly it. So they kind of come up with this framework for a program and, and they license out that framework and, you know, included in that is kind of, you know, ongoing support for how to run the program and best practice. I mean, they've been doing this for 20 years. They've seen a lot, they've oh, tried yeah. a lot. And so, you know, they're a great group that we have access to, to go and say, you know, here, Hey, you know, we're running into some, some challenges as a program, or, you know, we're thinking of growing in this way. And sure. what do you think? And have you tried? So we kind of get support in that sense. Um, we've been down there uh, a few times since our program launched. Into Boston, uh, back in, up in Boston, you were down, down. Yeah, we've gone down to Boston um, to check in with them, and they sort of provide these ongoing training sessions, and they call it their immersion program. So we've got access to that. Um, through that, you also get access to 
the VMS network, um, which has been really valuable, just being able to talk with other programs around the world about how, you know, how they're running things. Everyone's a little bit different in how they kind of take that base model um, of a program and adapt yeah. it to their community and all that. So yeah, it's been really cool. It's been great being connected to that, that group and getting, getting the support there. How big is the network? Because literally before you and I connected offline a few weeks back in you know early December, I'd never heard of it. So how big is the network across the globe? Is it just Canadian, North, or North America, or how big is that? Yeah, so the presence is really strong in North America, but they are global. They've got VMS programs truly all over the world. Um, the last I heard, I think they were at 103 or 104 VMS programs. And it's interesting because... You know, obviously their program was born out of a, a post-secondary institution. It's MIT. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in Edmonton, it is based out of the University of Alberta. So you do get a lot of post-secondaries that use this as a way of supporting their alumni or supporting the innovation that's spinning out of the schools. Um, yeah. But we see, like, across the world, there's economic development programs that are starting up VMS programs, you know, there's different incubators and accelerators that are using the VMS model. Sure. Um, in Calgary, we're based or we're, we operate um, out of a group called Platform Calgary. They're sort of our po host okay. partner. Yeah. Um, so Platform, it, it, you know, for listeners that aren't aware, it's a, you know, not-for-profit organization based in Calgary that offers, you know, a variety of supports and services for for entrepreneurs just to grow entrepreneurship in the tech community. Um, and yeah. so we're based out of that. So it's, it's kind of cool that, you know, this, this network of VMS programs around the world, you know, they all have slightly different mandates, but they really use this, this framework to help support entrepreneurs. So are you in the, the so down there, the, behind the, the public library downtown, you're in the platform Calgary offices. Yeah. So pre COVID I was, um, <laughs> obviously with COVID, I mean, that's yeah. a whole different conversation. We've shifted to more of a virtual format, but yeah. So, um, for VMSA, we, you know, work with platform, which means we've got access to their space, uh, downtown. Uh, we have access to some of the space at the Alistair Ross technology center near the university of Calgary. Uh, and then the really exciting thing this year is that platform is working on opening the platform innovation center, which is going to be a brand new building, uh, right. just South of the new library on ninth Avenue. Um, it's supposed to open in fall of, of 2021. So uh, that's really exciting because once that opens, you know, it's going to be the home of, of platform. It's going to be a really great, you know, physical hub for the community. Uh, but for us, it's also going to be the future physical home of, of VMSA. So we're really excited for that. To nice. No, like I, I literally was down there when I first got back in one of my first episode nine. I know it's Terry Rock. Uh, yeah. You know, and I just wasn't ready. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea what I didn't know. You know, if I if I could rewind the clock or fast forward the clock, if I had carry on now, actually, there's so much more I could, you know, the, the exchange could be much richer. But anyway, we are where we are. So look, I, I want to, because you mentioned something about the, the lot of the experiences and adapting local. So Edmonton, I, you know, there's a different ecosystem of founders. Let's, I want to start there because I think this is really key. Calgary is a different city than Edmonton. And you know, each, as you said, 100 locations of VMSAs across the globe, everyone localizes it. So can you give a couple examples when in U of A kind of experience? Because it's very similar, right? Your, your time there. Yeah, across the two Alberta programs, the programs themselves are very similar, like just okay. in terms of the, the program structure and the framework and just the philosophy for how we approach mentorship. And I'm happy yeah. to touch on that if you'd like, but we take well, a kind no, of specific exactly. lens. Let's go right um, to that. Like, what do you do? Like, I mean, just, all right, so you give it, 
you bring entrepreneurs together and founders. Are you an enabler? Do you kind of say we have this a showcase? I mean, yeah, you give walk through a day in the life of Chris Doble. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, so I, we're always looking. So a lot of my role is we're looking to grow the program. So we're looking to bring new founders in and connect them with teams of mentors. And that's so really the sort of the framework, the way that the MIT program works is it's really based around team mentorship. So each entrepreneur that comes into our program gets matched with a team of three mentors uh, okay. that meet collectively as a group on an ongoing basis. So it really becomes like a mentorship board for these founders. Um, we try to be mindful when we're, when we're building these mentorship teams that no two mentors come from the same background. So a lot of value for the founder and that you're sitting around a table with this breadth of, you know, skill set and expertise yeah, yeah, yeah. and mentors from different backgrounds, which is of course, you know, really valuable to the, to the entrepreneur, to the mentee. Um, and, but, you know, for our mentors, it's, it's all a volunteer program on their part. A lot yeah. of them, you know, they're all giving, you know, they're giving their time. They want to give back. They want to help build this next, you know, wave of business leader. But what we find with this team model is you get these three mentors from different backgrounds around a table together. And there's a lot of great shared learning that happens among themselves as well. So it's a really engaging volunteer program from that standpoint. So we really like kind of that, that team model. Um, and then I guess where, you know, I think the, the approach that VMS takes is maybe a little bit different than some others in the community is where other programs will focus on helping entrepreneurs build strong businesses. We really focus on the individual and how can we okay. grow and develop the founder specifically. So you know, I yes. said this yesterday, you know, there, there's an analogy that we really like to use because I think it sums up well what we do. And that's that our mentors don't build the race car. They train the race car driver. So our program is much <laughs> less about our mentors getting into, you know, the mechanics of the car, the mechanics of the business. And it's much more yeah. focused on the founder and how can we build things like leadership capacity and strategic thinking and, you know, ultimately, you know, help these leaders of their companies grow and develop um you know with the thinking being that of course we want to see success come to these businesses but we want that to flow through the development of the individual and then mit's ultimate thinking with the model is you know you're, you're striving to to build strong businesses but even if those businesses ultimately you know aren't successful or need to pivot which you know it happens in, in the sure. world of entrepreneurship then at least you've built up these skill sets in the founder that they'll take with them to whatever their next endeavor might be. And it just keeps sort of that, that learning and that knowledge in the community. And, and the hope is that it raises the bar for, for entrepreneurship across the community. So, um, you know, the way we do that is with a really strong coaching philosophy where it's sure. you know, our mentors, it's less about giving direct advice and guidance. We're not here to tell people what to do. We're not here to tell people how to run their businesses. We leave that up to the founder for us. It's about, you know, coaching, which is, asking the questions that are going to challenge an entrepreneur to come to their own conclusions and solve their own problems. And, and so for our mentors, you know, we put them all through a, a coaching training program and, and, you know, the experience on their end is, is, you know, it's less about, you know, handing over the answers to, to an entrepreneur's problems. And it's more about, you know, asking the right questions that are going to get them to discover that for themselves. So that's interesting. I mean, it's, it's, it's a real, a true mentor, almost like the, the coach, um, I guess a it sounds like a you know if I take a hockey analogy, the coach picks you up. You know you're you're having a bad game and and he gives you the words. Uh, he or she gives the words mostly the he's, but in my day the hockey dads, you know, and, and literally giving you that words of encouragement to get pick up your skates, come on, pull up your socks. It's kind of a, those analogies, you know. 
Yeah, there's, I mean, I think certainly we see that there, there is sort of like a, you know, a cheerleading aspect to it. Like, I think, yeah. you know, you take a lot of knocks as an entrepreneur and, um, you know, the road is so windy and there's ups and there's downs. And I think part of the role of the mentors is to be a bit of a, you know, they're there to do a bit of cheerleading and, and play that, you know, you know, be that voice of encouragement. Um, but, you know, but that's only one piece of it. I think no, there's no. also an unimportant piece where you're, you know, you're really challenging and, and you're really asking the tough questions that force an entrepreneur to really be introspective and take a, a, a deeper look at themselves and, and how they lead and how they run their businesses. And, you know, again, it's, it's about asking the right questions for us. So really, you know, asking the questions that drill down into, you know, what are the root causes of your problems and, and really go deep on that and let's explore that and uncover that. And then obviously the mentors are, of course, there to also help, you know, build up and, and help the, the entrepreneurs work through those so that, you know, what kind of comes out on the other side is just a stronger founder that feels more, you know, empowered and, and sure. inspired and, and um, yeah, yeah, but that's exactly it. I mean, yeah, there's definitely it's that. interesting because, but that's, that's, that speaks to self-awareness and self-image and, you know, empowering people to, to think, I mean, be independent because the entrepreneur journey can be very lonely. Right. It can it, be it can. one individual on their own kind of trooping through and then suddenly they scale or they don't scale. As you said, they may fail, but there's still that individual is at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think that is really one of the most important aspects of our program is just that it's that recognition that it can be a really lonely road. Um, and I, you know, I've said this to a lot of people, but, you know, I think a lot of founders, it's a unique thing and you don't always have people in your network or in your family that can really relate to what it is that you're no. going through. And, yeah. and, you know, entrepreneurs don't always have people in their network that they can go to, to really be open and honest about the, the real challenges they're facing. And, you know, I always like to say there's certain conversations, you know, that you just can't have with your investors or your board or your families. And I think, you know, with entrepreneurship, there's kind of this, I'll say this, it's, maybe stigma is not the right word, but there's this kind of attitude that everything has to be awesome all the time. And we all know that that's not the case, but there, you know, I think it's, you don't always have people that you can talk to and really just kind of let your guard down and, and speak candidly about, about the struggles and, and what you're going through. And I think that's, you know, one of the, the really valuable things that we've seen in our program is it provides that room where entrepreneurs can sit down with people that have been there before and they've, sure. you know, they've been in those shoes and they know what it's like to, to build businesses and they've been through the, the hardships of that. And, and uh, you know, and, and for the entrepreneur, you know, you really can open up and, and take some vulnerability often, but um, you know, explore the things that are, that are on your plate and, and get guidance and feedback from people that can relate. And like I said, they've been there before. It's, incre it's incredible. I mean, just lots of things come to mind when you, you spoke about that. I listened to uh, Reed Hoffman recently, his, two, his 2020 summation in the masters of scale podcast. And one of the things he said, because he said, what did you learn? Because he, he, he himself was an entrepreneur in early days, uh, LinkedIn and PayPal and so forth. But he said, one of my early, early's in the 90s, I was an entrepreneur with a founder of another individual. He was going to the airport and he, he was and his, his partner said, OK, I'm, I'm out. And he's, it's just him and he goes, it's just him and my partner. He goes, I had no choice but to stop going to the airport. I went and visited him. But he's like, there's nobody. It's like, that's it. If I said, OK, then I would, he would have been on his own. You know, and it's like, you know, he didn't have anyone to go to at that time. So he just took it upon himself to meet with his partner. But it's incredible. Uh, I think that mentoring program is so valid. So let's let's talk about a little bit about that, because if you're in a, are you like a fly in the room and you listen to these stories and then it just sits in that room or does it get 
does it get shared with 103 some of those stories do you share with others yeah i you know i think one of the really important parts of the program is the confidentiality of it yeah. um so you know we have these teams that meet you know on a regular basis and i think you know they they build a lot of trust and i and sure. i think the the confidentiality of what happens in that room helps build that trust and so it really becomes a place where like i said you know the founders can really open up because they know that what's sort of said in those rooms really stays there. Um, So that is an important part of the program. I mean, as the program manager, I will sort of float around the program and and sit in on these meetings from time to time, really just as a fly on the wall, just to see, you know, how things are going. I mean, my interest in it is more from the program standpoint, but um, yeah, it's really interesting to see how these entrepreneurs are able to, to gel with their teams and build great rapport with their mentors. And, you know, like I said, the mentors, you know, it's a carefully, picked group of people and you know a lot of them they're really there because they genuinely care about the people they're working with and they altruistically just want to see them succeed and so it's it is interesting to be a fly on the wall and you really see these relationships build and you see people open up and and um you know it's a cool job in the sense that you really get to see the impact that it has on people and and you know you get these mentors like i said we're all about coaching right you see like you know, a, a founder will just be wrestling with a problem that they just, they can't see an answer to. And, and a mentor will just ask like the right question at the right time. And you can see the, those light bulb <laughs> moments where someone yeah. just goes like, oh, wow, you know, I never, never considered that before. And it can really change their whole outlook. And, and ultimately, you know, it can change their, the whole strategy and direction of the business. So it's, it's neat to see those kind of interactions. And yeah, it can be a really, a really powerful experience on both sides of the table. You know, it's a lot of great learning and and self-discovery and growth for the entrepreneurs. And I, you know, I just think a lot of satisfaction for the mentors and that you're having a, a real impact on the development of these, of these leaders. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it's really interesting to see. I guess, if you, I mean, I, I, I understand the confidentiality and I understand the vulnerability and the, inf- you know, the information that's shared. At the same time, there's a, for me, when I'm listening to you speak, it sounds like there's a real opportunity to exchange ideas I don't know how you do that. And obviously you have to pull the data and, and call it and kind of keep names in confidential, but then certainly the, 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 the suggestion right there, the light bulb went on that kind of question is probably happening hundred times. If you take your hundred, uh, you know, the, the MIT people, it'd just be interesting to know how they can scale that and help others. You, Cause if you took that one issue that 50 people are sharing, that could impact probably hundreds of different uh, entrepreneurs who, who are struggling with that same you know, that same light bulb moment that didn't get it. Yeah, I think, you know, the way, one of the things we try to do as a program, and it's one of the things we're looking to do more of in 2021, COVID has thrown a bit of a wrench in in our plans, but is just providing more opportunity for people within the program to get together. So we'll, you know, we'll run networking events and, you know, different workshops where different people in the program will come to speak. And I think just creating more opportunity for, you know, the entrepreneurs and the mentors in the program to get together, you do see a lot of those conversations get shared and a lot of those learnings get shared. So, you know, we are looking to do more of that for the members of our program. And then really the way we're trying to scale this is just by bringing the program to more people in the community. So right now, you know, particularly in 2021, I'm on a big push to try to bring this program to more entrepreneurs in the community. 
Um, you know, we've got a really strong mentor pool right now. We have the capacity to support more founders. And so um, really the way we're trying to scale it is just to bring it to more people. Um, and so, yeah, that's, you know, I guess the call for any listeners is if you're the founder of a, you know, a scale up stage company and you're looking for this kind of mentorship or support or, or guidance, you know, get in touch. I'm happy to, happy to talk about the program. That's interesting that the, that I guess going back to your, and I, I take your university of Ottawa roots as a communications and marketing. And I think you spent, you said in the music industry that that's just, you know, that whole part of promoting and capturing sound and, and information, you know, that there's right there. That's, <laughs> that's the branding and the communication. You've got the natural talent. You just don't know it, but you have <laughs> when I look at it, you know, that's in your roots. I'm sorry, Chris, I'm calling you out, man. <laughs> I appreciate that, Alan. It's, you know, it's, it's been really, for me personally, if I can just touch on this quickly, it's been a really interesting career journey for me at, so far, because I feel like yeah. I took a, a, a big left turn sort of getting out of the, the world of music and working with artists and into the world of, of entrepreneurship and innovation. But it's really cool to actually see the, the parallels and the commonalities between the two groups. Like, you know, when you talk about creativity and ideas and innovation, yeah. it's just, there's a lot of overlap between what I see musicians are doing and, and you know, what I see entrepreneurs doing. And um, I think there's a, you know, a lot to be learned from those two, two communities. No, but that's, that's exactly it. I mean, you, you know, this morning I was doing a little bit of research and I came across Muzik. I was looking for hashtags and it was Muzik. So M-O-O-Z-I-K. And literally the guy is in, uh, I'm just a shout out to a guy I don't know. <laughs> just met, and he's in, he's in Vienna and he takes music and he takes sounds and, and links it to a brand or an entrepreneur, a company, right? So I literally, he was a one man band <laughs> to say that. And I like, wow, it just, it's that kind of, linking something that's out there music for generations or centuries right and suddenly now you've got a brand and you're putting two together and it's like a jingle or a sound bite but this is music that relates to your brand and you i mean you know gener you know listening to music or uh, creative content on tv or radio or whatever for years there's always that jingle that catches your attention this is what the guy does yeah very cool yeah that's yeah there's there's really cool stuff happening in sort of that, in the, the crossover, if you, if you think of it as a Venn diagram, like in that, in that, yeah. that space where music and, and innovation and technology are, are crossing over. And really, to be honest, like there's some really, really cool Alberta-based um, music tech companies right now. There's some people doing really interesting things in our own backyard that, um, you know, I but think you just we might need to do. just the name right there. There's two songs that come to mind. Alberta. So when I grew up growing up, Alberta Bound, Alberta Bound, you know that song, right? Yeah. And then there's the, then there's a uh, Eric Clapton, Albert, Albert. I mean, I don't hear anybody using those songs in their branding. You know what I mean? Get permission or do something. Just say, I don't know if you need permission, but you just take a, a maybe you don't, maybe you do. I don't know. But it's just today's world. You just start something and, and get and just see if it gets traction. Yeah, I, I like that. That's a good idea. So, but look, I mean, this, this, I like that, the linkage. And I think you, in your position as, taking you know i guess you have to think about outside the box or inside the box and say how can i help some of those entrepreneurs with some of my background i'm not saying you have to do this but first of all vmsa could use your marketing skills right you you know you've said yourself to, to get that message out but some of some of your ideas may come across in that room on the, the you're no longer a fly you know you're going to be sitting at the table and maybe you get squished i don't know 
<laughs> I might get squished with the the caliber of mentor that we have is pretty high. I, I don't have the the business experience or acumen that a lot of our mentors do, but I, but I appreciate the thought. I do appreciate the thought, no, and, no. and I think. But see, you're selling yourself short because first of all, you you had the experience with Edmonton, and I'm going back to your six degrees of music. How many years did you work in that industry, and say, wait a minute, there's some pretty creative people in the maybe you got maybe you know, Stagehand Live, Derek Manns, maybe there's some musicians in there that can help, you know, work together, collaborate and, and do partnerships together and getting the branding and creating something because there's a lot of musicians who no longer have that platform, you know, the, the live uh, platform to play. Maybe they can create with some of your entrepreneurs and get together and start creating little jingles. Or Yeah, it's, you know? yeah, I like the thought. I really do. And I mean, like I said, there's so much overlap. And, and what I think is interesting is you look at the way that entrepreneurs need to be creative uh, in, and, and are creative in the way that, that musicians are. And then on the flip side, you look at the way that the music, the state of the music industry is right now and how I think to be a successful musician and have a career in the industry, you really have to be an entrepreneur. Um, so there, there really is a ton of, of overlap between the two communities. So I do like your idea of, uh, you know, yeah, finding ways throw, to bring the two. You throw in the mix of charity, which some, you know, nicer team, nicer Robin Beltani is doing it with charity. And so there's a business advice that's crossing over and there's an event with music. But I, I think entrepreneurs, that collaboration, you know, taking what's out there, what's not out there, what people are missing, the live performances or the in-person and doing Zoom things. You know what I mean? Just being ultra creative. And I'm going back to your mojito days. Sorry, I'm going to mojito mastering. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right? I mean, what, you know, that sounds like you're taking drinks and making a lot of drinks all day. For two years, <laughs> that, right? But, yeah, that was, uh, that was my only real foray into, into you know, working in a, in a startup was uh, we're in Toronto and I worked with an engineer and we started up a, a music mastering studio, which for me was an incredible education in how you start and and grow a business yeah. um yeah great experience so that i mean i'm just, I'm, I'm mixing things up here i'm i'm, I'm mixing the mojito but I like no, literally i think there's that's what's not happening you know if you look from a marketing standpoint everyone's given away given and i'm just i'm not you know knocking that because there's, there's a place for that but a lot of i spent a lot of time researching over the holidays what people are doing and it's they're all doing the same and i, I mean across the globe is very similar when you look at the hashtags on Instagram and I'm thinking nobody's kind of mixing and matching it like a musician does, right? Trying new things and coming up with new genre of, of mentoring or venturing or whatever it is. I, I'm not here to, I'm not here to, to create that, but I think you've got, you only reason I came up with this because I'm looked at your history, Chris, I'm sorry to call you out on that, but I think <laughs> you, have, you have the, you know how to mix a tape, right? I don't know if you ever did it. I did it in my day. You probably mixed the beat, uh, CD, uh, CD-ROM. I don't know what you did. You know what I mean? But that music mix, right? How people just, they try things. So. No, I like it. It's a good sentiment. And, um, I, you know, I, I, without giving too much away, I think there's going to be some really <laughs> cool stuff happening in Calgary in the next, yeah. in the next, well, starting, well, it's already started, but um, in the next, you know, coming years, um, there are, there's some conversations happening right now to, to do more of that, to bring more of the innovation space into other industries and other sectors and, you know, platform Calgary credit to them. They're leading the charge on a lot of that stuff. And yeah, I think there's, I think we're going to see more of that in the years to come. I need to find, there was something you just, you just reminded me there was a, uh, somebody who's doing mixing. Oh gosh, it was, they raised funds 
and I got it. it just you just triggered something there, and I, I I tagged somebody on it, but it's it's literally using the arts. It was a venture thing in the in Europe, and and using for business ideas. So I mean, because oh, it's Myers Norse painting. So it wasn't what they did, but it was something that triggered, you know, bringing new ideas. Because I had I had Troy Deckon from from Myers Norse Penny, self employment program, and they've been they've over the last since 1992 they've had 2,000 plus different ventures you know people start up new businesses, and I think there's an overlap for what you're doing, and maybe you guys I, I'm I, I'm not again I just I thought out loud here but I'm, you know new ideas for business he said the common was trades people going into trades I'm I'm a plumber and I give my trade you know I I go self employed as a plumber or you know that that kind of thing but it was this, the, what I saw was giving ideas for artists and musicians and, and, and to do into business into there. So I'm, I'm going to send you that offline, but I think Troy Deck at, at Myers North Penny or MMP, what they're doing, it really plays well into what you're doing. Awesome. Yeah. I'd love to, love to check that out and love to connect with people like that. Cause um, you know, again, I, you know, I'm biased of course in the role I have, but I'm such a believer in the, value and importance of mentorship and if if there are ways that we can connect with more organizations like that that are working with sure. people that are building ideas and um you know if there's a role that we can play in helping sort of foster and develop those ideas and particularly and help grow and develop the the leaders behind those ideas and that's really what we're what we're all about and what we're we're looking to do more of so i mean look, you know chris i'll give you give you a chance here to say what do you feel the key aspects of the program um, and to businesses that sh they should consider over the coming years, including changes to, uh, to COVID, if there's anything you want to share or um, can share. Yeah, I mean, I just think like one of the, I think, real testaments to the value of mentorship is that in our program, you know, when COVID hit, it, was, it has obviously been such a trying time for, for entrepreneurs and, and you, you really feel for the people whose businesses were just totally uprooted by the pandemic. And, you know, yeah. the, the testament for us was that we saw a spike in the number of mentorship meetings. So we really leave it up to the teams to decide how frequently they want to meet. Um, right. But when the pandemic hit, we saw just a huge spike in the frequency and number of meetings. And I think it just goes to show you that in difficult times, you know, it's so important to have people that you can talk to and have people that you can lean on and bounce ideas off of. And, yeah. and that was one of the real encouraging things that we saw is that, you know, when, when an entrepreneur has their business just, you know, totally shaken up, uh, you know, they had these mentors that they could go to and talk about ideas and talk about strategy and, and uh, you know, in talking to people that were in our program throughout the year, I mean, I know they, they really appreciated having that. So, I mean, I guess just the broader message there is just, I think it's so important if you are in the process of, of building or growing a business um, to find mentors, find people that you can go and talk to that, that, you know, you trust and, and you yeah. know, we're there that, you know, they, they want people that want to see you succeed that, that, you know, you can go and kind of get some, some unbiased feedback from. I just think it, it's so important, especially right now when the world is just, you know, such a, so many unknowns and, and such a crazy yeah. place right now. You know, it reminds me of my, my discussion with Chris, uh, Eric Crowell. He's got a, he's been 20 some years mentoring C, CEOs, big top, you know, he's top names or whoever, but in, the, in Alberta, in the Canadian community. And so Eric was saying, I think his company's called An Awesome Journey or something similar to that, similar to Jade, what Jade's got. But anyway, he said, the, I was getting CEOs calling me and they're like, I don't know what to do. I could just, this has been CEOs who have three, 400 people or whatever, you know, people under them. And literally, 
they didn't know. So he, he, it was kind of to your point about here's a place to come. The, the increase of asking that question, that vulnerability and, and, you know, some confidentiality, of course, but it's being not afraid to ask. And I, I, that speaks loads to what you're saying, the volumes to what you're saying in terms of what was happening to entrepreneurs. They needed someone to go to. And it was tricky for our mentors too, because that's exactly it. Like this was, you know, you, you hate to, to use the word again, but truly unprecedented. Like no one had been through this before. So even our mentors who had a lot of experience, yeah. you know, building businesses through difficult times had never seen anything quite like this. So that amazing? it yeah. was an interesting challenge for our mentors as well to sit around a room where a founder is saying, I don't know what to do. And, and our mentors, you know, it, again, not having ever been through anything quite like this, but I think to, to sort of throw back to the philosophy, our program, it's not really about telling people what they should be doing. Um, it's, it's really just about listening and it's about asking the right questions that will drive that founder um, to come to their own conclusion, right? To, so it's just about asking the questions that will push people to solve their own problems and, and maybe just consider things that they hadn't seen before or, or you know, view things with a, a lens or a perspective that they wouldn't otherwise have seen. And, and so, yeah, it was an interesting time, um, you know, just in the mentorship space for sure. Well, I, I appreciate Chris, you getting on today and I, I, you know, I apologize for your marketing, going back to your marketing roots, but I do think that I think there's some validity and you, you understand, I think you sell yourself short because I think you, you can, you just probably don't see it because you're probably very busy you know, managing that mental process. But I think, you know, you know, I, I would, if I was sitting in that, if I was a fly in the wall, you know, I'd be saying, I'd be chirping once in a while and, and saying, Hey, you know, that guys, how about this marketing? You know, whatever it is, we used it 20 years ago when I was a mixing mojitos, but you know, I mean, I don't know how many, you know, I'm a lot older than you, so I can pick the analogy, but you know what I mean? It's like, that there's that opportunity and sometimes people just don't see it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate that. And, and yeah, it's, it's nice to, to be reminded of that, that, yeah, that, that, uh, that mix in career journey and, and uh, experience can, can still have value. So you're right. I'm, I'm often heads down kind of in the day to day of, of yeah. keeping our program running and growing. And, and I do love that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a good reminder that maybe I need to. I know, I'm an accountant, right? Do I bring up, well, you know, you can run your books really well, but I mean, that's, you know, that whole sort of the tax and things like that, it's always there, but it's not, I don't bring, you know, I'm doing a podcast, but I also take the business side or the ideas that I've, you know, from three years of just sort of delving into this space. And it's, I see what other people are doing. And that's, that's kind of the beauty that different podcasts have run. I just, I, if I can link it, but the people, the ideas come from the podcast. The ideas come from the people like you that are on behind the microphone. And it's incredible. So I'm just, you know, six degrees of separate. What is that? You know, there was that six degrees of separation. Yeah. I think today it's one or two. I don't think it's very far in the old days, it took you to, to connect people. I think I don't think it takes long these days. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Chris, any final words? How do people find you? VMSA? It's a Veterans uh, Management Association. No, <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> no, we're the Venture Mentoring yeah. Service of Alberta. It's vmsalberta.org. Um, yeah. And yeah, from there on the website, there's more information about the program, more information about how you can apply. Uh, and a contact linked as well. If you fill that out, it'll go directly to me and, and I'm happy to talk to anyone about the program and answer questions and, and help people sort of determine if, if the program might be, a, might be the right fit and, and help 
people figure out if that coaching approach might be the right fit. Cause you know, as impactful as it can be, it's not necessarily for everyone. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's certainly kind of, we, we approach mentorship from one side, one angle, and it can be very complimentary if, if people are getting, you know, advisory help elsewhere in the community, but yeah, happy to talk to people. Like I said, we're looking to grow the program. We're looking to, to bring this to more founders in the community and, and yeah, I'd love to talk to people. So yeah, vmsalberta.org. <laughs> Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time today. And I, I guess that's it. Hey, again, thanks so much and stay safe. I appreciate it. Thanks, Alan, you as well. All right. Cheers, man.